This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'ina wa ba'd. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him and every single one of us to grant us goodness and to help us benefit from this month of Ramadan, to make it easy for us to increase the goodness in this month and to become conscious of our bad habits and to eradicate them. Amen. Honored ulama, beloved brothers, sisters, dearest listeners, this evening we completed firstly the surah known as Surah Al-Furqan, the criterion or the distinguisher between that which is right and wrong. The term Furqan refers to the Qur'an because the Qur'an has in it laws that separate the right from the wrong, the good from the bad, the light from the darkness and so on. And obviously if we are to follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to us, automatically we will be granted the ability to distinguish between the opposite poles. And this is why in this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of several aspects that we need to take heed of. But I will only make mention of some of them. One of the most important aspects in this particular surah is that of company. So many places in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of good company. And the fact that we must abstain from bad company. Bad company breaks you in such a way that you think you're doing right. Because you don't have the ability to think. Because we begin to think in the same manner that those around us think. And we will not be able to understand what's right and wrong. But when we change our company and we go into company that has the ability to distinguish, we will also be given that ability to distinguish. Those who mix with people who have no deen, no religion in them, they will always point fingers at the deen and religion, and they won't understand the laws and the regulations. And they will always ask questions, and they will always look at religion as something backward. But those who mix with, the, with those who are pious and religious, they will understand the goodness that is derived from religion. And they will understand that our need for the deen is greater than our need for water and drink. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of how a person who had bad company in the dunya will regret it on the day of Qiyamah. <laughs> لقد أضلني عن الذكر بعد إذ جاءني وكان الشيطان للإنسان خذولا. Allah says on that day the oppressive person and what is the oppression that they engaged in? It is oppression to have bad company. You're oppressing yourselves. So Allah says the oppressive person will in regret be eating his hands. Eating the hands is an Arabic term which means the height of regret. 
this person will be so deep in regret and they will say, why didn't I choose the path of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Ya Allah, why did I have such and such a person as a friend of mine? He is the one who led me astray. After the truth came to me, I rejected it. And from this verse we learn that our company makes us reject the truth. Our company makes us laugh and scoff at that which is correct. Our company makes us do that which we know is wrong. Believe me, the problem of drugs we have today across the globe, 99.9% of those on drugs will confirm that they were introduced via a friend or an acquaintance or someone they mixed with. There we are. Those who are smoking will confirm the same. Anyone who has any bad habit, when you mix with people who speak very vulgarly, we will also begin to have vulgar language without even noticing. But when you mix with those who have good language, good character, wallahi, automatically we'll become like that. So this is something I call not only upon the youth, but even the adults. It's time for us to get rid of some of the people we've been mixing with for many, many years. Believe me, it is something that we will only taste the sweetness of after we identify bad company and keep away from them. You don't need to go up to them and say, right, you know oh, my, my circle, I'm now getting rid of you as a friend. It will cause problems. But conveniently you abstain, you stay away. And believe me, for the youth, the message is louder. The message is louder. Remember, you are being built and shaped. It is your choice whom you would like to be shaped like. Mix with them. Be in their company. Make yourself found in their company. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us identify the true friends who will be an asset. For the sisters also there is a message. And for the brothers, more so for the sisters. Because sometimes, small problem in the home, our friends tell us, fix him, sort him out. You can't allow that to happen. How did you let this happen? And so on. That is bad company. Tell them loud and clear. When I have a friend, I want people to tell me things that are bitter, but true. So when you have a small problem, someone needs to come to you and tell you, look, my dear sister, it is not a problem that cannot be resolved. You can solve it. It's a minor issue. Or if not minor, then a lot of people are going through the same. Don't break your home because of that. Go back to your house. Even if you are saying, I don't want to go home. And the one who tells you, no, you must go. That's the person genuine. They want to see you succeed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Success is not in following what your brain tells you. It's following what Allah tells you. Subhanallah. Sometimes when you think you've reached the end of the road, it's only the opening and it's only the beginning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open the doors for us when we think that they are closing. And sometimes it requires a solid friend to show you the path. This is why we should be happy when people correct us. One of the means of perfecting our bad habits and one of the means of learning and progressing is to feel happy when we are corrected. No matter who corrects us, when someone tells you, look, what you are doing is wrong, don't do this, don't do that. You need to spend more time like this and like that. Look, brother, you are sitting with us up to 12 o'clock every night. You've got a wife, you've got children. They are more important than I am. My dear brother, go home. And you start looking and laughing. No, that advice is solid. It is genuine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us friends like that who can help us prioritize. And this is why I'm spending a moment here because this really teaches us, and Allah has this verse in Surah Al-Furqan, it teaches us that if you have good friends, that is the only time you will be able to distinguish between right and wrong. 
That is the only time the Qur'an will be of benefit to you and to me. But when we have bad friends, the verses of the Qur'an can be recited. We could have memorized the Qur'an cover to cover, and still you have a hafiz who's on drugs. May Allah protect us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist all those who have bad habits, especially the habit of drugs. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove them from that. Remember, we are addressing you this evening, telling you, you are the one who can help yourself better than anybody else. And obviously by the will of Allah, let's all make dua. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all good habits, to give us all good company. So that is a verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of here. Another very interesting point in Surah Al-Furqan, towards the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes what is known as Ibadur Rahman. Ibadur Rahman meaning the true worshippers of the most merciful. Who is it that will achieve the mercy of Allah? Number one. So the qualities are mentioned. Who is it? that will be a worshipper of Allah to the degree that they will then be able to distinguish between right and wrong. So Allah makes mention of the qualities required in myself and yourselves if we want the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, between good and bad. The true worshippers of the most merciful are those whom when they walk on the earth, they walk with humility, humbleness. Not arrogant, not haughtiness. And the word hawnan is a powerful word. The Arabic language has small words which describe what the English language would need a whole paragraph to explain. Let me give you an example. You know when we go for Umrah, there is something known as Ramal. Ramal is a type of walk. It is a brisk walk where you stick your chest out slightly and you have short steps but in a brisk manner. Look at how one small word with three letters we needed a paragraph to explain. The same applies, Hawnan here is describing a method of walking, subhanallah. It means neither rushing nor so slow, meaning you don't rush to the degree that you trip and you don't walk so slow that a person might think that you are aimlessly just loitering. Nor do you stamp your feet so hard that you disturb people, nor do you tiptoe that you are like a thief, but rather you walk in between the middle, the, the, the path that is perfect. Nor would you be haughty, nor would you be a person who has pride or arrogance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us walk. It's amazing. I want to describe for you the walking of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Wallahi, it was a miracle. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum say that when we used to walk, with the best of creatures, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We, if we walked, he always was ahead of us. And if we trotted a little bit, we were in front of him. There was never, never a time when we could walk exactly like he walked. And the reason is, there is some miracle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam known as Tayyul Ard. What is the meaning of Tayyul Ard? The earth used to crumple under him so that when he walked, he would cover more ground than anybody else. Allahu Akbar. Do we see the gift of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The earth underneath him. So if I were to put my leg, for example, 50 centimeters from the other leg, I would cover 50 centimeters. But sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would cover 70 possibly because the earth would crumple and then open up again. Crumple and open up again to make him walk a greater distance with a less effort. Sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa sallama tasliman kathira. That was the Prophet ﷺ, the ideal walk, one 
description of his walking in one of the ahadith, it says that when he walked, it was with so much ease, it was as though he was coming down a hillock. Allahu Akbar. Every time it was with so much ease, that it was as though he was walking downhill. Even if he was walking uphill, it was as though he was walking downhill. He never ever suffered to walk. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Allah says that those who deserve the mercy of Allah, those who will be granted the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, to start with, they need to walk properly on earth. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, immediately after that, وَإِذَا خَاطَبَهُمُ الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا سَلَامًا When the ignorant address them, they don't waste time with the ignorant. They just say peace and they walk away. That's it. So when someone wants to pick a fight with you, you don't do it. When someone tells you something that is completely absurd, rather than wasting your time tackling them, leave them, greet them and walk away. Don't waste your time. Like the English saying goes, never argue with a fool. We might not agree with the second part of it, but it's true. In the Sharia, the first part of it, we agree. Don't argue with a fool. Salaman, peace, and walk away. You've saved your energy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Look at how beautifully it's worded. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when the ignorant wants to start with you, go away with peace, not with war. Don't start with them and create a fight and a, and, and a big problem. Go away. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how important it is to engage in salah in the darkest hours of the night. The true worshippers of Allah who will be given the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, those who deserve the mercy of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّدًا Those who spend the nights in sujood and standing in salah. May Allah accept this taraweeh from us. Wallahi, it is part of it. It's not easy to stand in 20 raka'at of salah. Especially when the recitation, mashallah, is quite slow. And subhanallah, we are here only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every moment, every letter we hear, we are expecting a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah, through His mercy, it will be multiplied. This is why whenever we come for Salatul Taraweeh, never feel lazy. As we said a few days back, the hypocrites, a sign of hypocrisy is, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا When they stand for Salah, they stand very lazily. They are very lazy, they don't want to stand. They are asking themselves or telling themselves, when is this going to end? We hope it ends quickly. And then another quality. Another quality is Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا اصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمِ إِنَّ عَذَابَهَا كَانَ غَرَامًا Those who constantly make a dua, Ya Allah, safeguard us from the punishment of Jahannam. For definitely its punishment is very severe. It is definitely something that is detrimental. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. We need to make this dua every day. Allah says the true worshippers of Allah, this dua is on their tongues. رَبَّنَا اصْرِفْ عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمْ None of us can sit and relax and think that, you know, the punishment of Jahannam is not for us. We need to make a dua to Allah. Ya Allah, safeguard us from the punishment of Jahannam. Even the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make this dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. Then Allah says, 
those whom when they spend, they are neither stingy nor are they extravagant, but in the middle. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامًا The true worshippers of Allah, when they spend, they are neither wasteful, nor do they hold back where they need to spend, but they have chosen the middle path. We've spoken about this in days that have passed, but obviously we are repeating it and reiterating it here. It's important. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَٰهًا آخَرًا وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ Three qualities. Those true worshippers of Allah do not associate partners with Allah. And they do not commit murder. And they do not commit adultery. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whoever happens to have done that, whoever happens to have committed such sin, Allah says, if they turn back to me, repent, and after the repentant, uh, after the repentance, they constantly engage in good deeds, we will convert those bad deeds into good deeds on the right side of the scale. And this verse is here in Surah Al-Furqan. Allah says, إِلَّا مَن تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا فَأُولَئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ Those who engage in repentance and then they do good deeds, we will convert their bad that they had done into good deeds. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Allah is indeed most forgiving, most merciful. Forgiveness in that He forgave you. Mercy in that He converted the bad into good. What type of mercy is that? Subhanallah. Imagine you owe someone a hundred thousand rands. The next day they come to you and say, no, you take the hundred thousand. That we cannot imagine that. Obviously, but when we are indebted and when we have committed a crime, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us mercy. If we regret that, Allah says, it is not too late. I will grant you not only forgiveness, but if after that you do not do bad thereafter, I will definitely convert that bad into good. How more merciful can you have? Grant us that mercy of His. I mean, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how important it is to abstain from false witness, from bad language and so on. And thereafter, there is a powerful verse. And this verse is really, I need it as much as everybody else. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ لَمْ يَخِرُّوا عَلَيْهَا The true worshippers of Allah, when they are reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's laws and Allah's verses, they do not turn the blind eye and a deaf ear to that. They take heed. They don't close their eyes and their ears and say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Whenever they are reminded, they immediately take that remembrance and they effect a change in their lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all mercy. So it's important that whenever we hear a message, we should be from amongst those who take heed because that is the quality of the true believers. 
A person who's not a true believer, whenever they hear the message, they say, I'll turn tomorrow, inshallah. You know, tomorrow, in the Arabic language, it's called tasweef. You know, sofa af'al, sofa af'al. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, it's okay, tomorrow, no problem. I, next Ramadan, I'm going to turn. This Ramadan, mashallah, we heard some good pep talks. Next Ramadan will be the right. Wallahi, we may die. Last night, I spoke about someone with one of the brothers who was here. I got a phone call, 12 o'clock, that this man passed away, suddenly. So, this is how life is. And I'm sure this evening I came here, I heard there was someone else who passed away. In fact, this afternoon I heard that there was a third person who passed away. I got a message to say that there was one of our ulama from this area, his father passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all of these jannah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on them. Tomorrow the SMSs will fly that you have passed away or I have passed away. That's what it is. Are we waiting for that? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a turning point before this. Life is too short to be bad. Life is too short to have bad qualities and habits. Life is too short to be at war with your wife, with your husband, with your children. Wallahi, these are the, the people who need you most in your life. And these are the people whom Allah has blessed you with and granted you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all exemplary people. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of the dua. I spoke about wives and children. Why? Because there is a dua that is, that is ending this particular surah. وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا هَبْ لَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنْ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Those who constantly make a dua. Who are they? They are the true worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who constantly make a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, O oh, our Rabb, Grant us a gift. What is the gift? That we have the coolness of our eyes in our spouses and our children. And that coolness of the eyes will not just come only by making dua. But we need to make a dua and an effort. What is the effort? We need to spend time. We need to swallow our anger. We need to swallow our pride. We need to make sure that the temper we have is controlled. We need to utter good words to our spouses. We need to utter good words to our children. We need to spend quality time at home. We need to spend quality time with our children. Then, and we need to fulfill our duty as parents by teaching them the deen in a beautiful manner. And the biggest way we have been taught to teach our children Children is by way of example. When you do, they will automatically watch and do. You talk, they will watch how you talk and talk in the same way. When you fulfill your salah, they will automatically be found in sujood. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that leadership in our own homes. How many of us are not role models in our own homes? How many of us, our children look up to us as an embarrassment? How many of us, our spouses look up to us as an embarrassment? Or should I say, look to us, not even up. As an embarrassment, wallahi, these are the nights where we can effect change if only, if only we take heed. It's not difficult, it's not difficult, but it requires willpower and the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's make dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who can effect positive change when it comes to our family members starting tonight. Alhamdulillah, Amin. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never make us from those who want to prove a point. So many people, especially the women folk, they suffer in silence. Suffer in silence without uttering a word. Nobody would believe their stories. What will happen? Wallahi, on the day of Qiyamah, that man is going to be caught and that man will have nowhere to go. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us sort our matters out here in the dunya before the akhirah.
the Akhirah. Ibrahim alayhi salam makes a dua in the next surah. And I'm just jumping because it's relevant to what we are saying. He says, Oh Allah, do not embarrass me on the day of Qiyamah. لَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Don't embarrass me, Allah, on the day of Qiyamah. And Ibrahim alayhi salam describes the day. He says, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ Ya Allah, don't embarrass me on the day of Qiyamah. That day when my wealth and my children will not be able to help me, but only the one who will be helped will be the one who comes with a clean, pure heart. May Allah make our hearts pure and clean and acceptable. When we have that heart which trembles in the fear of Allah, when we have the heart that obeys the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, automatically we will be receiving His mercy on the day of Qiyamah, as well as before that in this dunya. So this dua that we need to constantly make, رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ O oh Allah, grant us the coolness of our eyes in our family members and our children, Ya Allah, our progeny. And Allah says, وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا The dua continues. And make us the leaders of those who are pious. The leaders of those who are conscious of you, Ya Allah. We need to make that dua. And if we make the dua, we need to work towards that. We need to work in that direction. No point in saying, I'd like to open a shop on that street, and we have not prepared anything. I'd like to open a shop on that street, and we haven't prepared a thing. That is the example. We want to make a dua to say, Ya Allah, make me a leader of those who are conscious of you, Ya Allah. And we have prepared absolutely nothing. We are walking in another direction altogether. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our doors. Then Allah says at the end, that, Do you know what we've prepared for the people who have these qualities? These people, not only will we grant them our mercy, not only are they the true worshippers of the most merciful, not only are they the ones who will have the ability to distinguish between right and wrong, but over and above that, we will give them a special place in Jannah. What is that special place? It is known as Al-Ghurfa. Al-Ghurfa, the room in Jannah. The, the special place, the abode in Jannah. أُولَٰئِكَ يُجْزَوْنَ الْغُرْفَةَ بِمَا صَبَرُوا وَيُلَقَّوْنَ فِيهَا تَحِيَّةً وَسَلَامًا Allah says those people are the ones who will have that special abode in Jannah because of the patience that they bore in the dunya. So which means Jannah we will earn by perseverance. By sabr, by patience, by restraint, and so on. These are the qualities that will take us to Jannah. And Allah says, Do you know how they will be received in Jannah with tahiyyatan and salaman? Tahiyyah is all sorts of greetings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The good greetings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will address the people with salam, meaning peace. The angels will be saying, peace be upon you. You know when you walk, when you are the CEO of a big company, and you walk into your company, all these little people who work for you, they greet you with a smile on the face. Imagine you have to enter Jannah, the angels are greeting you. Salam, salamun alaykum bima sabartum. سَلَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِمَا صَبَرْتُمْ فَنِعْمَ عُقْبَ الدَّارِ The angels have to greet you one after the other. Peace be upon you because of your patience. Look at what you've got. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who are patient. Really, it is something that should move us. 
That is the end of this surah known as Surah Al-Furqan. And the next surah is Surah Al-Shu'ara named after the poets. And in the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very rhymingly makes mention of the stories of some of the prophets. And you notice it rhymes, كَذَّبَتْ عَادُنِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ هُودٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينٌ فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُونَ وَمَا أَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أَجْرٍ إِنْ أَجْرِيَ إِلَّا عَلَى رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ all the messengers, Allah repeats the same verses for all of them. That, do you remember when this prophet, his people belied them? Why? When he came out to them and he told them that, look, I'm calling you towards Allah. I'm a messenger. I am truthful. I'm not asking you anything material. You need to follow. My reward is with Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end after making mention of the destruction of them one by one. One by one, he makes mention of the destruction of all those previous nations. And he says, Indeed, in that story, there is a lesson. For whom? For those who have sound intellect. There is a lesson. There are always lessons. And Allah says, the bulk of them were not believers. They were not believers. They were destroyed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to destroy us in this particular way as well. Then obviously this surah is surah al-shu'ara because at the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the poets. They were the poets at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they used their poetry, the kuffar from amongst them, used their poetry to attack Islam. But Abdullah ibn Rawaha radiallahu anhum and the others, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how they used their poetry to defend Islam, Allah says, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَانْتَصَرُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا ظُلِمُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala condemns the poets, but makes an exception of those who believe and do good deeds from amongst them. There were three main poets at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding of the Qur'an. The Qur'an is neither poetry, nor is it a song, nor is it ordinary speech. It is a balance and it is described as Qur'an and nothing else. It has certain verses that rhyme and certain verses that do not rhyme. Wherever the verses rhyme, I can let you know one powerful point. If you notice the verses all end in a specific way, the minute that changes, the topic has changed. That's the miracle of the Qur'an. The minute the rhyme changes, especially towards the end of the Qur'an in the ayat which are known as Makkiyah, which were revealed in Makkatul Mukarrama, you notice the rhyme and suddenly when the rhyme changes, then you would know the topic has changed. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's goodness. The last surah that we read this evening, and inshallah we still have to complete it, Surah Al-Naml. Surah Al-Naml is a very, very powerful surah. It is named after the ant. Why the ant? Because Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam was no ordinary prophet. He was granted certain powers by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nobody else was granted. He was not only a prophet, but he was a king at the same time. 
Some of the prophets, they were granted only prophethood. Some of them were granted prophethood and lots of wealth. Some of them were granted prophethood, lots of wealth and power and authority on land as well. Sulaiman and Dawood were part and parcel of those. Meaning they were granted both the Nubuwa as well as the kingdom. They were in authority. So Dawood is the father, Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam the son. What happened to Sulaiman? Allah had given him powers. Inshallah, we will, when we in Surah Sad, we will be speaking about the powers given to Sulaiman alayhi salam. But today, I want to mention one incident, or maybe two. When he was crossing with his army, the power that was given to him by Allah was he could understand and communicate with all creatures. So he heard the end. When he was crossing the valley of the ants, he heard one ant tell the other ants, Get into your homes. Here is Sulaiman coming with his army. He might crush you whilst he doesn't know. He smiled at the statement of the ant. Imagine he knew what the ant said. What if any one of us had to hear what the ants had said? What would happen? Subhanallah. I'm sure we would, hear, we would hear disaster after disaster. Oh no, they've brought the doom today. They put it on the fridge. Did you see it? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Really. So, imagine if we could hear that. I think we would still spray that doom. Allahu Akbar. Sulaiman alayhi salam tells the ant, don't worry. Enter your homes. Here is Sulaiman. He's heard what you've said. Go in. We'll wait for you, little ants, to go in. Then we'll pass. And then he made a dua. رَبِّ أَوْزِعْنِي أَنْ أَشْكُرَ نِعْمَتَكَ الَّتِي أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيَّ وَعَلَىٰ وَالِدَيَّ Oh Allah. Grant me the ability, grant me the ability to thank you. Make me able to thank you. Subhanallah. He's not saying, Ya Allah, I'm thanking you. The, th the gratitude is already there in the sense that he was a great worshiper of Allah. But he says, Ya Allah, I am thanking you in every way, but make me able to thank you properly for what you've given me and my father and everything you've blessed me with, Ya Allah. We need to make this dua as well. We need to ask Allah, Ya Allah, grant us the ability to thank you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that ability. We thank Allah by tongue, but more than that, by obeying His commands and abstaining from His prohibitions, we will naturally be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the dua He made. And there is another incident that I must make mention of before our time runs out, and that is that of the Queen of Sheba, made mention of in this particular surah, according to some of the narrations, her name was Balqis. According to some of the narrations, her name was Balqis. And what had happened is, she was a very powerful person. She was ruling over the nation of Sheba, Saba. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of how the hoopoe bird was lost. And it was missing, absent. So Sulaiman alayhi salam went to look for it. And suddenly it came. He says, where were you? When I was taking count here, you were not there. He says, hey, wait. I've got a story for you. What's the story? I seen a woman ruling people that side. And they worshipping the sun there. So Sulaiman alayhi salam says, hang on, we want to test you if what you are saying is right or wrong. Take this little gift of ours, go and give it to her. And see what she says. So Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam wrote her notes. 
and told her, you'd better come and submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the bird went and definitely what had happened is, she said, look, are you trying to bribe me with this gift? Now you've come here with a note. It says here, I need to surrender. She consulted with her chiefs. What should we do? What should we do? And in the meantime, Sulaiman alayhi salam had a lot of the jinn kind totally under his authority. And he told the jinn kind, who from amongst you can bring her and her whole throne and everything around it, lift it up and bring it in front of me here now. So Ifrit, Ifrit was a powerful jinn. Look what he says. Allah says in the Quran, قَالَ عِفْرِيتٌ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ أَنَا آتِيكَ بِهِ قَبْلَ أَن تَقُومَ مِن مَقَامِكَ Ifrit says, O Sulaiman, I've got the power to bring her right here with all her palace and all the people in it. One time I'll lift it up and bring it in front of you before you stand up. Before you stand up, imagine. That is Ifrit. But Allah says that there was someone more powerful than Ifrit. Who was he? He was the one who was given the knowledge of the book. And this shows us a person sometimes might not be big and burly, but when they have knowledge of the book, they are powerful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the knowledge of the book and the revelation. So Allah says, The one who had the knowledge of the book, he said, Subhanallah. The one who had knowledge says, Hey, I will bring her here before your eye that has now just blinked, reopens. And when he opened his eyes, she was already there. Everything was there. And she looked and she says, What? What is this? So Sulaiman alayhi salam says, Look, change this throne of hers a little bit in such a way that you modify it. Modifying means, you know the tiles they had? However they were, they were now converted to glass tiles. Imagine, glass tiles within a split second, not meaning a flesh of the eyelid, subhanallah. So when she, she was asked that, take a look, you are now witnessing, here is Sulaiman and everyone, whose throne is this? Is this your throne? So she looked at it, she tried to see here, there, she says, It seems like it is the same throne of mine. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Sulaiman alayhi salam, the beautiful words that he spoke and she spoke when she realized that the power I have is nothing. This man is a Nabi sent from Allah and at the same time he's a king. He is such a powerful person, Sulaiman alayhi salatu wa salam. She says, Rabbi inni zalamtu nafsi. Oh my Rabb, I seek forgiveness for this oppression that I have oppressed myself by worshipping the sun. I will not worship the sun, ya Allah. She says, وَأَسْلَمْتُ مَعَ سُلَيْمَانَ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ I have surrendered with Sulaiman alayhi salatu wassalam for the one who is the Lord of the worlds, Rabbul Alameen. How many of us here are ready to surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If we are, there were people more powerful than us who surrendered in a flash of an eyelid. With us, message after message, and we still scratch our heads, do we want to surrender? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make myself surrender and yours. And until we meet again, sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad subhanallahu bihamdihi subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.